Hello and welcome to uh, a Bahrain Grand Prix recap that I just can't wait to get into. It's a Wednesday evening, um, Pacific time. If I don't know how many of our listeners are on the Pacific uh, time frame, but me and Jonathan are. Um, and we are talking about the inaugural race of the 2022 F1 season. The first time seeing the new regulations in action. We'd seen some qualifying, we'd seen some testing, but we had not seen how these cars would perform. It was Ferrari. It was the red car, um, basically finishing one, two, looking very, very fast um, for the majority of the race. And um, this may be not a huge surprise if you've been following the last few weeks. Ferrari has been pretty strong. They've been talking about this particular car and gearing up for these regulations for a while. But they they came out and performed. Johnny, um, before we take this first caller, what are your initial thoughts? Initial thoughts? I mean... Um, we haven't seen a Ferrari look this good in a while, Chase. Um, for a lot of people, they're seeing their first glimpse of Ferrari, Scuderia, red car dominance. Um, so that was pretty cool. I mean, you saw them dominate in practice, really dominate in testing, dominate in practice, dominate in qualifying, and then dominate the podium. Um, so pretty impressive. And then we have another Ferrari, I think Ferrari engine, right, with, uh, with Haas. And they were a big surprise. So I, I had a lot of fun with it, but pretty scary for some teams. Opening race, uh, Mercedes engine users are probably pretty bummed at what it looks like so far. But um, I'm, I'm excited to, to get into it, Chase. So as we've talked about, sort of as I've been very full full transparency about, I've become an F1 fan recently. Um, so I, I, I would say a lot of my fandom has been kind of spurred on by Drive to Survive. But I think Drive to Survive is the product of Liberty Media coming and buying a controlling stake of Formula One. For people that don't know, we're getting a little bit behind the curtain here. Liberty Media is a big media conglomerate. They run, they own Discovery. Um, they they own quite a few different like television stations. It's it's just a very large media conglomerate, and so they took control of Formula One. And what they sought to do when they took control was, hey, we've got to basically fix all the ills that people have been complaining about. So, I mean, more exposure, the U.S. market becoming a very important thing. They've basically handled that with Drive to Survive. But also some of the regulations, I think they wanted to see more competitive racing. They wanted to see more cars being able to chase. They wanted to see, like, just just less domination and, and, and more of the, the fun kind of racing elements. Do you think, I, I know this is just, you know, one of the, I think this is the first, big um regulations change since they've taken ownership of it did they accomplish their goal do you think this is more viewable racing is this a it's just a better product overall yeah i mean i think time will tell you know we have a sample size of one really if we if we get into it with one race um but i would say and and we'll get into the results and kind of some of the cool things that we saw uh you know we've we've raced in bahrain for over 10 years now so in that in that regard the sample size is a little bit larger right if you really broke it down of what was different this year in bahrain um you know as opposed to years past and i think chase the 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 part of me that would say yes to your question is the fact that usually we see overtaking occur in turn three that that's bahrain um last year the beginning of the season same thing i think hamilton and verstappen battled from the first race and if you remember way back when, it's when Verstappen, 
tried to overtake Hamilton and then had to give the place back. And it kind of started last year's yeah. championship on a, on a, on a foot of, Oh wow. You know, rebel has pace this year. Teams were passing other drivers on turn three on turn five turn six. And that right there means that I guess it's working a little bit because previously you'd see teams would have to make their, you know, take their chance, try to undercut somebody at turn three, wait a couple laps for them to get close again, do the same thing, wait a couple laps, get close again, do the same thing, right? You're seeing actual battles. We had Verstappen and Leclerc battling chase, you know, turn after turn. Um, So you're going to need a lot more creative racers this year. Um, I think that like defensive racers are good. Uh, Verstappen is one of those great defenders. I think Lewis Hamilton can be a very good defender at times, but Leclerc is a total battler and we're, we're not going to bury our lead. Leclerc obviously wins this race. He, he gets pole. He dominates this whole weekend um, in Bahrain. But, yeah, I mean, I, th- I think it's looking good so far. I'm not really sure the power of the DRS system with these cars and how they're going to be in some other tracks. But so far, they can follow a hell of a lot better. Um, and you're seeing a lot of, of, of moves in areas of the track that we haven't seen for some time. Yeah, I, I, I had the same notes. I didn't think DRS was as powerful as it's been. Um, but I mean, ultimately DRS is this crutch that shouldn't be as necessary if, if the cars can follow as well as, as they seem to be. No, my, I mean, my note is Leclerc looked, looked awesome. I'm just glad he's in a, at least for the early part of the season in a really great car. Um, I hope we see him continue to do battle with Verstappen. There's definitely some, some, I think history there that these guys have been carting again against each other and, and they, they have a long history, even though they're two young guys and two of the best guys going. But we're going to see them battle. We're going probably going to see Lewis battle. We're start, probably going to see the two Ferraris um, pitted against each other at some point. Charles had a lot more pace than Carlos did um, this um, this Sunday, but um, who knows? I mean, given like what we saw last year, it wouldn't surprise me to see Carlos Carlos get a few victories here. Can you remember two? teammates seemingly as like close of competitors in the top car when's the last time that's happened in formula one yeah i mean i'm selfish but i want to say it's when verstappen was coming up and he was with daniel ricardo but even then they weren't the top car you know they were they were two or three um ferrari and mercedes were pretty good during those red bull times with ricardo and Verstappen and Botas was never that good. It would have to be like 2016 chase with Hamilton um, and Rosberg, but that only yeah. lasted a very short time because like you were hinting at Hamilton and Rosberg, Rosberg wins the championship and retires. He takes it from Hamilton, but they were at each other's throats. So I don't think that, that, that signs has that temperament, but maybe, maybe he does. I mean, he's younger than, uh, people think he is just because he's been in the sport for a while and he kind of looks a little bit like an older, wise Spaniard. Um, yeah. But he wears a lot of, you know, quarter zips and, and, and um, he looks very content. But I do still think voice. he's got some... You got to do the voice. Uh, small operator. Um, but I can't... I, I don't know. <laughs> that was Sorry, probably terrible. There. Yeah, Sorry. no, I know. We'll, but uh, we'll, have to do, we'll have to incorporate the voice because it, it kills me when you, when you get on a roll with it. But... Um, no, it, sorry to. I, I totally like stepped on your point, which you were making. No, right. yeah, but 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 I was just gonna say that. Um, well, I'll work on my impersonation. I think it's good when I have a couple tequilas. Um, 
But <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I think like we'll see. Maybe maybe Carlos has a little bit more, you know, of an aggressive side than we've seen. He's been in a rebel sister car. He's been in a Renault. He's always been kind of going to the next spot, whether it's because he's been removed or most recently like McLaren, like he did very well. He outperformed there. Um, but like he never battled with Lando and he never really battled with anybody. He just kind of stayed towards yeah. the top of the, the top of the midfield. So yeah, um, I too can see them really pushing it, but who knows? Ferrari may have been really good at the first race and we go to some different tracks with different setups and other teams continue to uh, develop, you know, same thing goes for Haas. Um, we put him in the, or I put him in the top 10 cause I thought they were going to get points and, and Magnuson ends up putting it P five in the race, which yeah. is incredible. Um, the best of the rest, uh, for, for, for the results, but we'll see chase. Like I think this year, every team is going to have to continue to improve every single race more than in past years. Like if you were had the best oh, car yeah. in the first race in past years, it probably meant that you were going to be the dominant team. I still think Ferrari will be dominant this year. Um, but I think a lot of teams are going to continue to have to kind of rework their cars. I mean, look at Red Bull. They, uh, they qualified pretty well, but they had two cars DNF this race. So that was crazy. There's, there's a lot of work um, to do. It was just a nightmare for my, uh, I would say, I, I can go on record and be like my Red Bull team. Because I'm true blue Max Verstappen guy. I'm a, a bigger Horner guy than most. Um, and it was... Honestly, like Max obviously was the only person to give to give Charles a real run, and he actually passed him on. I think lap eleven was that, or I I think he he got a quick pass on lap eleven, but was overtaken by Charles after that. It was just never yeah. it, even as a big Verstappen fan, like you could just tell that car was not gonna it wasn't gonna beat the Ferrari. Yeah, and it kind of ties. Um, it ties. It ties not to cut, not to. But I want to make sure I make this point. It actually kind of ties to the new car. We talked about how you can follow a little bit better, and you asked, you know, are we able to pass cars and overtake a little bit easier? I'm not sure if it's overall easier. Like I think you can get to another car a little bit um, better than in years past, but overtaking may still be challenging. But it, it rewards a creative driver. To your, to your point about Red Bull kind of struggling and the only time they ever overtook Leclerc was early in the race. If you rewatch the race, Verstappen Chase does the same move three times. <laughs> he does the same move three times when he tries to overtake him later on in the race, and every single time Leclerc just counters him. So it's going to take a little bit more than cars in the years past where it's like if you time it, if he does his famous undercut you know that he would always do on Hamilton – and then he gets out of a lead and defends really well. Like this year, you can get back up to cars a lot easier, right? So he yeah. just has to be more creative, and maybe Red Bull can get back in there. But anyways, go ahead. No, I was, I was honestly going to kind of repeat your point, but just kind of talk about, listen, I, I love I love a Ferrari comeback. I, I would love to see the Ferrari with pace. I mean, this last iteration of Ferrari, they just haven't developed as well as Red Bull and Mercedes especially who develops better than everyone throughout the season. I thought Mercedes sneaky just like cleaned up. I mean, for, for a car that looked like dead on arrival throughout the last few weeks and just trying different things, really kind of sleepwalking through testing to get the, to get the places they got and to get a podium out of it. Like, I mean, Bravo, they, they basically just like 
fell ass backwards into a, a result that that's going to be meaningful as they continue to like figure this regulation out. And you just, you just trust the team over there to, to, to figure cars out and just to put the best car in front of um, Lewis Hamilton specifically. But Hey, listen, it was, it was a good race for George Russell. We'll, we'll continue to see. I don't think we have seen like, this is the George Russell, yeah. but like, Hey, the guy did fine. I, I mean, I, I, it's funny. Like we're however many minutes into the pod and we haven't even really dug into Mercedes, which shows that 2022 is different, at least so far. Ferrari was super powerful. Red Bull was there and then they had, you know, engine problems and really both of the cars for Verstappen and Perez, uh, just broke at the end of the race. And and that was what we predicted. We predicted brand new regulation. There's going to be, you know, reliability issues. Um, and Mercedes was there. Lewis Hamilton was there to pick up two spots. I mean, otherwise he was going to finish fifth, right? Right before Magnuson, um, or, or at least close to Magnuson. Right. So, um, yeah, I think, I think Mercedes, they've gotten something right with what looks like right now to be an inferior engine to Ferrari. Um, it's a little bit scary because as you go down the grid or, or really the, the final results of the race in Bahrain, Chase, drivers 12 through, I think, whatever it ended up being, 17 or 18, I guess mm. three cars retired, right? So um, yeah. 12 through 17 were all Mercedes-powered cars which is not good so for 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 the for the listener that doesn't know this year is uh the start of an engine freeze in formula one so all the teams agreed i think i think in february of 2021 or something like that that all of the engine components going into this season would be frozen until 2025 so they can continue to try to improve what they have but they can't make major changes to improve the engine so Ferrari's engine looks good. Red Bull has some reliability issues, but they were running up there with them for the most part, Chase, and qualified right next to them. And then yeah. you have Haas, which has a Ferrari engine, and you know Alfa Romeo, which has a Ferrari engine. So those guys were in the top 10. And then you have the anomaly, which is the Mercedes, as you said, that somehow stuck it with Lewis Hamilton getting a P3. So good for him. They've somehow worked, and it's still Total Wolf. It's still, you know, Silver Arrow, like, they're going to find a way to make a competitive car. They're not going to do what McLaren did this race, which is to be yeah. all the way in the back of the pack for the whole time. But I still think it's concerning because um, hopefully they have some tricks in the bag and they can turn their engine up, you know, two or three notches and get the full performance because um, this thing is frozen until 2025. So if you're a big Ferrari fan after the first race, maybe way too early to say this, but shit, it could be total dominance from, for, for the next couple of years if uh, Red Bull and Mercedes don't have something up their sleeve with their engine. Amazing. Yeah. I, I, I just think like, I don't know, like it's going to be competitive, man. It's really going to be, I can just see like Ferrari comes out, maybe win Saudi too. Um, and then we get like, re- Hey, Red Bull, Red Bull figures shit out and then gets back to it. it it's, it's honestly a, it. I, I mean, in the best way possible, it could be a three-headed, headed race here. Um, which I think that would be ideal. I think that's, t- it's too much to ask for like a really real parity in F1. But if we can get three teams with real like opportunities to like win the constructors, 
like at least three drivers with the opportunity to win win the drivers like yeah that would be something i mean formula one hasn't had in a long time yeah totally i think it'd be great i think uh ferrari's super strong i think for stappen i mean he was your guy he you predicted him to win and he had a shot to win you know i think i think honestly if he put the right move on leclerc maybe he could have stuck it and just done his incredible defense you know um yeah so I think I think Red Bull's still competitive, and yeah, I, I hope I hope these Mercedes teams figure figure it out, or else Haas is really going to be the best of the rest, or maybe it's Alfa Romeo, um, yeah. which is pretty pretty awesome. I mean, you look at the qualifying results, you look at the race results, Chase. How cool was it to see like Valtteri Bottas starting right next to Lewis Hamilton in sixth place, and Kevin Magnussen finishing the race yes. in P five? Like these are things that nobody would have expected last year. Even McLaren, like. Daniel Ricardo qualified 18th. That is horrific. I know. Great. I just, I want to see my guy Gunther Steiner. I, I just need to, I mean, I haven't gotten enough. I just want to see how happy he would be squealing. Oh my God, we did it. Come on. Like I, I, I can't, my Gunther isn't that great, but I. This is why nobody likes you. <laughs> I like when he said that in Drive to Survive. Yeah, I like when he talks uh, about Nikita Mazepin. This is why nobody likes you. <laughs> He's, I mean, just putting a smile on Gunther's face. Um, I thought Haas was a great story. It's crazy that Magnuson was out of racing. Um, I mean, who knows? They may just have this supercharged engine right now, and we'll have to see. But I think Magna is a good race racer. Um, so it's, We'll see. It's, Schumacher's got some competition. I mean... Yeah. Magnuson has had less time in that car and he put it P5. So, you know, I still don't think that Haas is going to be the best of the rest as they were in this first race. I think that they're benefiting from the Ferrari engine. And I think a lot of teams, Chase, are going to be scrapping in the next two, three races. I think McLaren, for example, and Aston Martin, for that matter, they're both going to be working on their car for three, four, five more races until maybe it gets competitive. So I can continue to see... Haas and Alfa Romeo, um, you know, being up there as well as AlphaTauri. They had, you know, um, Pierre Gasly had a retirement in the race, but Yuki Sonoda put put together a pretty good performance. So there's a lot of new names in the top ten, and um, you know, it's tough to see the uh, the English teams or the British teams. You know, Williams, uh, Aston Martin, and historically McLaren doing so poorly. But I think they'll be able to figure it out. But who knows? That's kind of the fun of this whole thing. Yeah, it is. Do you want to talk a little bit about Saudi Arabian? Kind of, we can do a full preview um, later if you want, but um, we can just. No, I with... think I think we're kind of getting used to the schedule for for the listener. We've had back to backs on the first couple weekends of the season after the summer, so we're going to kind of combine this one today um, for for this weekend. But yeah, let, let let's dive into Saudi Arabia, Chase. Perfect. So super super fast track. Um, a newer track, um, one that, I mean, has dangerous reputation. Um, and, I mean, it, it's it's exciting to have this kind of track early in the year, I would say. Um, I, especially with this new car, I could see, I mean, knock on wood, we don't get any accidents. But, like, there's for sure potential um, for for some some red flags out in the, on the track um, on Sunday. So, I mean... I would assume we see Ferrari kind of back fast, Leclerc driving strong, but Red Bull could strike back, and um, I don't know. It's, it'll be interesting going in tomorrow. 
Yeah, I think um, I think it, it it was a dangerous track or looked at to be dangerous last year. So with these bigger cars, um, with the way that these cars don't have as good of immediate tire grip and tire warmth as we saw in the first race, uh, stuff like that, I think it could be challenging. Um, but I'm excited. You know, it, it's difficult to do the previews of, you know, the, the circuits and how they're going to affect these cars this year because, first off, Saudi Arabia is a, a relatively new track, um, or very new track, rather. So, yeah, I think um, I think we'll probably get to see a couple new turns this year that people actually make moves on. Usually it's only one or two turns and, and kind of focusing on long straights with DRS. But pretty good wheel-on-wheel action. And I do think it's going to be a little bit of the same. But, you know, practice will be fun to watch on Friday and then early Saturday and seeing qualifying and seeing what teams have started to close the gap a little bit. I I expect Red Bull um, to fix whatever happened to them with both of the drivers having basically power failures um, due to some other issues in the car. I expect them to figure that out. So, Chase, to your point about competition, like I still think Ferrari and Red Bull will be pretty strong here because um, they also have the have the have the best engines and the top speeds. I do expect the Mercedes uh, groups to to still struggle. Um, Silver Arrow, Lewis Hamilton, George Russell will still lead that group, and they'll probably be the third best team just because of how on it they always are. But yeah, I I, I don't see there being much of a change this week as it was to last week i think a lot of these teams need a break chase even after one or two weeks they need a week break in between um to start to get their cars figured out because i'm sure all they want right now instead of traveling is to be spending all their time focused on improving the car yeah it's just i mean and they talk about the nfl like the first four weeks like belichick just treats as like an extension of the preseason i think some of the the better teams do that as well like you just you have to you have to get more data more information on on how to get yourself in a good in a good position to win um because yeah ultimately it's it's, it is a long season and um if ferrari um, doesn't just continue to develop this car they're they could have problems you know um it's the car i I love to say this because it's a crazy fact but the fastest car in the grid and the first race would be the slowest card in the grid by the last race. So yeah, it's really, you got to keep on improving. Um, it's really about making those those necessary adjustments. Really, do you think that McLaren has any any fight? Like, do you think they're just embarrassed and, and they they come back, or is it just it's really looking like it's not their year so early in the year? Um, it's a good question. Uh, you know, we don't know, but but for the purpose of the pod and, and just, just kind of being fun about it, I mean, I, sh- I sure hope so. I hope they can turn it around. I, I don't want to see Daniel Ricciardo, my favorite driver, throw away another year, especially after his last year. I mean, that's that's how tough this sport can be, right, where you have one bad year with a, with a competitive car um, like last year with Daniel, and then he turns into not being viewed as as great of a driver on the grid, and then he gets put into an absolute, um, you know, I, I don't even know what word I want to say. Just a crap mobile so far this season. Crap. And yeah, that, 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 that was the PG ish version of what I wanted to say. So I, I hope they turn it around. I also hope for Lando too. He just signed like a four year extension with the team before this engine freeze and before this new regulation. And he may have a couple really hard years that turn him from being a, 
prime candidate to replace Lewis Hamilton to probably go into somebody else. So it's, there's so much luck in F1, but I, I hope uh, Zach Brown and, and, and Andreas Seidel can, can figure out that McLaren because uh, I'm sorry, Aston Martin fans, I don't really believe in Stroll and Vettel anymore. Um, I don't believe in Albon and Latifi. I think Latifi is the new Mazepin now that Mazepin is gone. But I think Lando is a phenomenal driver, and I think that McLaren built really, really, really good momentum headed into this thing. So they they had to get it right, and unfortunately it doesn't look like they did. But who knows? It's another exciting thing about Saudi Arabia is, is what will these teams turn around in one week? You know, um, Not to go on a full ramp, but like also McLaren had a really, really poor second test where they didn't get continued time to do race pace and race distances. So maybe they recognized some stuff by doing a full race distance with two cars that did not um, break down, right, during the first race. And and maybe they're going to have a couple of tweaks that make them a little bit more competitive. But, Chase, I, I think that McLaren will probably be at best fighting for P5 in the constructors this year. Um, keep in mind they were P3, I think, um, two years ago. So that'll be another place back. Um, so not good for McLaren, but right now, shoot, they were uh, they were battling Williams, which is yeah, horrific. Bad. bad. Um, yeah, I hope they get it right. Um, it's just that <sighs> Ricardo, for such a good driver, and I'm not as big of a fan as you are, but, like, sports better when your stars are performing and – to have a guy of his stature, like, I don't know, just, I want to see him back on, you know, I, I know, I know he, he was on some podiums last year. I just want to see, you know, him competing at the highest level. More yeah. I mean, man, I could, I could talk about that for forever, but I, I, I agree with you. And I also like, you know, I think Alpine, we haven't talked about them a lot. Um, Ocon and Alonzo are turning in some good performances. I don't think that car is spectacular, but they could surprise us this year. Um, Botas has been pretty good. He's returning to his form as he had at Williams before he went to Mercedes, right, where he can do a really good lap and kind of be in there with the midfield. So maybe he's a little bit more comfortable not being in a, a pack leader. But, yeah, on Daniel and Lando, like, those guys deserve to be in the front. Um, so I hope they can figure it out. I hope they can get some pace. And I hope Mercedes, honestly, from an engine manufacturing standpoint, didn't just give them a dud because with the engine freeze, that's uh, that's a scary thing. I mean, even the Mercedes, yeah. even, even the Mercedes, you know, developer basically said that the power unit this year has to be prepared so that it can be frozen for th- three years. Essentially, that he he said, which is James Allison, the, the the chief technical officer, and I wrote this down before the pod, is that he he quoted. All the goodness that you can possibly pack into the power unit has to be packed into it now or forever hold your peace because after that changes will be very difficult to make real over the next three years. So hopefully he stuck to his word and didn't just give all these teams an absolute shitbox. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, that would, that would, that wouldn't be fun for the sport. I, who knows with the new, with the new ownership there, there may be ways around. I don't know. I, I'm not counting anything out. Um, just like last season, can't really don't know. Um, I, I just think there's going to be a lot of drama throughout. Um, do you want to give a pr- quick prediction? Um, so first race and, uh, we went we went three three right. So three three. 
we both got I got Leclerc and Signs and you got Hamilton and Leclerc, but you got Hamilton on the spot in P three. Um for this race, start us off, Chase. You want to go three, two, one? Yeah. Um for this race, my third driver um is gonna be one George Russell. I think this could be his breakout race. Um Wow. I, I think he he's a good driver. I, I think he's gonna need some pub early on. I I just can never count on Mercedes, and it feels good to kind of put him up there. I think something happens with with Lewis. I I I can I can foresee some some issues. Maybe he's up in the pack, and I don't know. There could be a lot of different like craziness in this race, but I I think George Russell gets a podium, his first podium. Wow, I like that. I am going to say Sergio Perez gets P three. I like that too. Yeah, that's a pretty. That's my first time I've ever used. I've I've never put Sergio on one of my podiums. Oh. So he he's due. I mean he he I, he was running P four until that breakdown. Um. So no, wouldn't shock anyone. Um. For my two, uh, I'm gonna go Charles Leclerc. I think he's gonna be very very fast, very <laughs> quick. Again, fast car. I do. You you'll see in a second. I do think. He's not going to win back-to-back races here. Um, so I, I think he'll be podium worth, but I don't think he's necessarily going to win this one. Yeah, I think... Um, uh, so I'm going to put Charles Leclerc as my two as well. I love it. We're on it. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 but, but I'm a little bit scared, and I classically do this. As soon as I make my podium kind of declaration, I tell people what I was thinking. Um, just so that I also get credit for, for, for my thoughts as if that's, as if that's how the world works, Chase. But, um, uh, I do think that the first race Verstappen and Charles fought well, they did not get in each other's way, but there were times where Charles was aggressive. And last year, especially towards the end of the year, if Lewis did the moves that Charles did, where he stuck his nose in there a little bit, a little bit closer than we usually see with Verstappen, Verstappen would snap it, you know? Um, like a shark. So I could see these guys doing just as it started last year, where the first couple races they're they're okay, you know, moving around each other, and then one incident causes them to just be at each other's necks. And with a fast circuit like this, could this be the first place that there's an issue? Potentially. I still chose Charles finishing two, but um, but I, I I don't know. This could be this could be a dangerous spot for them too. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get kind of frisky here. Um, two guys that know it about it. I mean, they had a nice moment after the race, but my number one is Max Verstappen. And uh, ultimately, he's the slowest on the brakes. He's been the slowest on the brakes the last two years. He's reckless. He can be dangerous. And some it's a boom-bust strategy for him. And listen, I think his bullying ways, he may not have by far the fastest car this year, but... I think he'll have enough pace to at least threaten threaten Charles out there, and I think ultimately he he gets it done and he he wins this race and he kind of has, there's a nice rivalry between him and Charles that that's been developed. Yeah, I think um, I think you're right, and I think Verstappen's going to win. But every every part of me wants to predict that they take. One of them takes the other one out, which is where I was potentially going to give you a signs victory. 
Um, <laughs> but but yeah, I think it's Verstappen, Leclerc, and then I'm going to put Perez in there. Wow. I think that, I mean, we're pretty close. This is, I think, the closest we've been on on a podium prediction. Um, Which usually yeah, means that we're totally going to get it off. Yeah, I know. This could be one of those races where it's like, do you see when Kevin Magnuson got P3? and? Man, I think I like, think he could I, totally get a podium. That's what's so cool yeah. about it. It's like Magnuson could get a podium. You know, Sainz could win a race if Verstappen and Leclerc take each other out. In some ways, it's kind of similar to last season towards the end where, you know, these guys could take each other out. You get another kind of situation like with McLaren at Monza. But, of course, McLaren's not competitive right now. But, anyways, I think it should be fun. I I, I didn't have any Mercedes on there. I, I still think that they're going to struggle a little bit. But, hey, maybe they're the ones that totally figured out this race. And they're like, you guys totally counted us out week one. Have you not yeah. been Have you not been paying attention for the last seven years? It's, I could see it. That's why I have Russell. That's kind of my hedge. I'm almost like Mercedes. I don't want to write them off until they're dead. And it hasn't been that long. They, I mean, uh, you could say they got they won the constructors and they got. I mean, it, pretty sketchy what happened to them to lose the championship. So this mm-hmm. is still a team I'm, I'm not bearing yet. I know a lot of the F1 pundits are kind of being like, "Oh, they're midfield team. They're midfield team." But listen, they're going to get it I figured see, out. Yeah, until I see it, I'm I'm still hedging i'm not quite putting lewis i probably should have put lewis but i went with george russell i like that fine i'm fine with it um uh, appreciate you doing it on wednesday night um and uh you know we'll we'll be back at it we may have to do a little sunday recap pod if you're if yeah you're for sure for sure Perfect. yeah awesome awesome well this is super fun thank you to Bengals boy and any uh, other listeners that we we may have out there um what up, Bengals you. boy? We do it for you, <laughs> Bengals boy. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> See ya.